Hi, I'm Dustin Roberts, your host, and I want to welcome you to Discovering the Jewish Jesus. And today, Rabbi Schneider is going to help you learn how to experience the peace of Christ in your life today. Have you ever been in the middle of a perfectly peaceful moment only to have some intrusive thought or the busyness of the world disrupt it? Holding your peace in the midst of a stressful situation, it can be a challenge. But today, Rabbi Schneider is going to give us some practical tips for helping us discover how to take captive every thought that is not of the Lord. This message comes from our series, Biblical Benedictions, and it begins now, so let's get started. A benediction is a pronouncement of blessing. And so we're going through the Word of God and we're looking at those exhortations of blessing that we're receiving from the Father through the apostles oftentimes so that we can understand God's perfect will for our life. One of the things that I love so much about focusing on these biblical benedictions is it helps me to understand how good God is. Because these benedictions, again, they're pronouncements of blessing. And blessing has to do with goodness. And I think we live in such a fallen and broken world that it's easy to lose sight of the goodness of God because of all that we're surrounded by. And so to retrain our minds and to refocus our minds on his goodness, on his purpose, on his blessing over us, helps us to be joyful, to be happy in him. So we're continuing today, focusing on biblical benedictions, and we're gonna begin by going to the book of Colossians, and we're gonna go to the third chapter, the 15th through the 17th verse. Hear the word of God. Paul is speaking, he says, let the peace of Christ rule in your hearts, to which indeed you were called in one body, and be thankful. We're gonna go through the 15th through the 17th verse. I'm gonna take one verse at a time, drawing our attention to key concepts in each one of the verses. So let's read it again, then I'm gonna point out certain words. Let the peace of Christ rule in your hearts, to which indeed you are called in one body, and be thankful. Let's begin by talking about the benediction or the declaration of God's goodness over our lives, which has to do with God's peace, the peace of Christ ruling in our hearts. So many times we look for the answer in our circumstances. People think they're gonna feel better about themselves if they're promoted, if the world recognizes them, right? I mean, you look at humanity today and it's been the same ever since the fall. We think that our answer is in something outside ourselves. That's what happened to Adam and Eve when they ate of the tree. They were cut off from their center where God is, and instead they became self-conscious and flesh-conscious, and they lost contact with their core. They suddenly felt ashamed and naked. And so in desperation, they tried to solve that sense of nakedness and shame we read about in the book of Bereshit or Genesis by running 
from themselves and from God, and then they tried to cover it up with the fig leaves, the things of the world. And so mankind today, apart from God, is doing that same thing in a much more sophisticated way. We come to a place in our life where somehow we feel that things are just not right, that something's off, something's wrong. I'm not complete, I'm not fulfilled, I'm not all I feel like I should be. So what do we do too often? We run or look to the world for that answer. We look for our identity in things and in positions. Of course, at the end of the day, it's a complete lie because it all collapses. You can't take any of it with you. Regardless of what position of fame you may achieve, it's gonna end. The greatest football player, his career ends. The most beautiful model or actress, her fame ends. It all fades away, nothing's permanent. The body begins to wrinkle. People begin to struggle with physical challenges. It's all for nothing. It's a complete and total deception. And as this concept that I'm describing now relates to peace, because remember, we're looking at the verse here, let the peace of Christ rule in your hearts. The concept that I've just shared about everything in the world being temporary relates to the specific concept of peace right now in the sense that many times we think that peace is found if we can control everything around us. And if we just have all the chess pieces in place and we have the perfect home and the perfect child and the perfect mate and the perfect dog and the perfect neighborhood, if we can get all those things in place, then somehow we're gonna have peace and we all that have lived long enough and are self-aware enough have come to a place where we've realized it's a lie. Because the world is so dangerous that even if you have everything in place today, you're afraid that something's gonna fall apart tomorrow because it's very possible that something will fall apart tomorrow. Oftentimes, the things that affect us, beloved ones, most in life are things that we weren't expecting to happen. I remember a few years ago, I was riding my motorcycle home one day from the studio here, and I'm turning into my driveway, and as I'm turning into my driveway, someone in back of me that I didn't even know was there, he must have come behind me very quickly, he decides as I'm turning that he's gonna go around me, he hits me on my motorcycle. I would have never thought that as I was driving home from work that day, someone was gonna hit me on my bike. Fortunately, the damage that was done to me was minor, but it sure shook me up. And I had some pain for it. It made me realize how temporary and uncertain things are. Tragedy can strike anybody at any time. Now, I don't want to put fear in anybody. We're protected in the love and the power of God. But I want us to understand that peace is not found in everything in the world going right. And the things, again, that oftentimes affect us most in life are things that we weren't expecting things we didn't plan. And so we can't really find lasting, true, deep peace in anything that humanity or the world has to offer us. If we really wanna find something substantial, if we really wanna get grounded, if we really wanna drink of water that will not fail us, if we truly wanna come to a peace the Bible says that passes understanding, we have to come into the peace of Christ. And so the benediction is let the peace of Christ rule in your heart. Jesus said, my peace I give to you, not as the world gives. 
The apostle said that God gives us a peace that passes understanding. Why does the peace that Jesus gives come without being connected to the world? Why is it past understanding? Why is it a peace that it's not like the world gives, as Jesus described? It's because it's not based in the world. It's not based on something that we can understand. The peace that passes understanding is the peace that you and I have when everything around us may be falling apart. You could have the biggest tragedy that you could ever imagine strike you. You could be terrified if you imagined it happening. And yet if it happened and when it happened, you may be experiencing absolute, total peace. Why? Because Christ is your sufficiency. His peace is past understanding. It's not based in anything circumstantially. As Jesus said, my peace I give to you, not as the world gives. And so the Father's purpose for us is that this peace that's not of the world and that passes understanding would rule in our heart. And in order for Christ's peace to rule in your heart, beloved one, and my heart, we have to practice cutting off the thoughts that keep us focused on the outside and learn instead how to drink of that living water that flows from within. Jesus within us is the hope of glory. You're listening to Discovering the Jewish Jesus, and Rabbi will be right back. But first, did you know that you can receive real-time encouragement straight from Rabbi through text message? Visit discoveringthejewishjesus.com and click on the link that says Rabbi Text Me, or you can text the keyword Rabbi to the number 88777. Rabbi sends these special text messages as the Holy Spirit leads, and he looks forward to connecting with you real soon. We are so thankful for everyone who gives a financial gift of support to this ministry. And perhaps today is the day that you decide that you would like to deepen your commitment to discovering the Jewish Jesus. The best way to do that is to sign up to become a monthly partner at discoveringthejewishjesus.com or you can call us at 800-777-7835. Together, we can help others prepare for Jesus' return. And now, let's get back into the second half of today's message. In the book of Jeremiah, chapter 2, verse 13, the God of Israel said to the Jewish people, He said, you've committed two evils. You've dug out for yourselves cisterns that hold no water. In other words, you have forsaken me and instead tried to drink from the world. You've dug out for yourself cisterns that hold no water. And he said, and you've forsaken me, saith the Lord, the fountain of living water. So my question, beloved one, to you and I today is this. Will we bring our thoughts and the trajectory of our life back into focus so that we're no longer seeking for peace in the world, but instead recognize that the only way to truly have peace is to build our house on the solid rock who is Christ Jesus, who is himself, the Prince of Peace. That way, even when your hairs are gray and your career is ended, maybe your spouse passed away, whatever it is, you'll still have peace because the peace that you have will be unshakable unmovable, and can never be taken away from you. It's worth thinking about, my friends. 
What will we build our life on? Let's continue on. After Paul says, let the peace of Christ rule in your hearts, he says, to which indeed you were called in one body. So we're called to this peace, all of us, who we yield to it. And he says, and be thankful. So Paul is saying, I'm pronouncing the goodness of God over your life and the purposes of excellency he has for you. God has something important for you. And Paul said, now I want you to be thankful. And I have to say that there's days that I have to shake my head at myself and repent before the Lord and bring myself under his lordship and talk to him and say, Father, I just feel like something's wrong in my life right now. I feel out of alignment. I don't feel thankful today. I don't feel in love with you today. I don't feel alive to you today. I don't feel close to you today. So Father God, I ask you to have mercy on me. Bring me into alignment. And you know, as soon as I do that, I begin to feel God's goodness over me and I feel thankful. And so you may be in a position today, beloved one, where you're feeling just kind of jaded. The world's beaten you up. The world's knocked you down. You've been through a lot of hard times. You've dealt with a lot of difficult people. You were given a shake in life that wasn't fair. You've been treated unjustly and you're just beaten down and discouraged and mad and angry. But I want to encourage you today. You can transcend that. You can overcome that by concentrating on the love of God. And when you do, be thankful. And then he continues in verse 16. Let the word of Christ richly dwell within you. Let the word of Christ richly dwell within you. I think this is so, so important. You know, we're living today in the Western world, and I'm not speaking on behalf of everyone, but of many, many. And the Christian culture that many that identify themselves as Christians are in is a culture in which the focus is on experiencing the good feeling that the worship music gives them. In other words, I remember when I was a young believer, everything was based on the word. Everybody, it was like part of the Jesus revolution. And all the young believers, all the young people, they would walk around everywhere with their Bible. You know, I always had my New Testament with me in my pocket. We carried our Bible with us everywhere. We loved memorizing the word of God. We spent so much time in Bible studies, just drinking in the word of God. But the culture today in America and other places in the world is not a culture that's based in the written word of God. It's rather a culture where people are simply looking for the feeling that the Christian worship songs give them. And I think that's a great thing. I love the feeling that I experience during corporate worship when the music is anointed and the lyrics are anointed. But it can't stop there. You think about it, the early church, when they came together, they didn't always begin their meetings with a song service. They began the meeting, beloved, with the word of God, the written word of God. And so Paul says here, let the word of Christ richly dwell within you. I want to encourage you today, if I'm talking to you, don't let laziness hold you. The reason that too many of us are not experiencing more is because the word of God does not dwell richly in us. 
And sometimes the root cause of that is simply the spirit of laziness, that we don't have enough desire or passion to be able to spend time with the Lord each morning. I think it's so important, beloved ones, for you and I to begin our day just sitting before the Lord, spending time in His Word, even if it's only a couple chapters every day, one from the Hebrew Bible, one from the New Testament. I like to have a devotional as well. Oftentimes I'll put on beautiful worship music, not even necessarily worship music with lyrics to it, sometimes just beautiful worship strings. And I just sit in the presence of the Lord, getting in His Word. It aligns me for the day. I bring God's Word into my heart so that it richly dwells in me. And then I'm able to start the day positively with the right perspective, with power, bringing everything into alignment. And so, beloved, Paul continues. He says, let the Word of God richly dwell within you with all wisdom and teaching. Wisdom is a gift from God. As you give yourself to God, He's going to give you wisdom. As you spend that time in the morning putting Him first, seek ye first the kingdom of God, everything else the Word of God teaches will be added unto you. Everything you need for the day, including wisdom. We need wisdom. We need to know when to speak, when not to speak. We need to know what to say. We need to know what to do. Everything requires wisdom. And sometimes it really is very discouraging to see Christian people leading lives where there's such a lack of wisdom because you wonder, well, God, they're talking about you all the time, but where's the wisdom? God wants us to be light in the world. The Lord said, if you'll put me first, allow my word to dwell richly in you, you're going to be given wisdom. And he says, with wisdom, teaching, we're going to understand life correctly. We're going to have been taught of God. And then we're to admonish one another and just encourage each other. And finally, Paul ends this biblical benediction, this pronouncement of blessing of God's hope and grace upon our life by saying, let everything you do, he says, be done in the name of the Lord. And so in the 17th verse, Paul says, whatever you do in word or deed, do all in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks through him to God the Father. So we're to give thanks through Messiah to God the Father. The end is the Father. Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man cometh to the Father but by me. Many Christians have made Jesus the end, but Jesus didn't claim to be the end. He said he was the way to the end. The Father is the end. Jesus said, no man cometh to the Father but through me. So Paul concludes by saying, Whatever you do in word or deed, give thanks in the name of the Lord Jesus through him, through Messiah Jesus, to the Father. May the Lord richly bless you, beloved one, more than you're even expecting as you continue to seek him. You're listening to Discovering the Jewish Jesus and the straightforward and authentic teaching of Rabbi Schneider. Today's message is titled, The Peace of Christ. And if you'd like to hear this message again, or if you have a friend who could use some peaceful encouragement, feel free to send them the link. You'll find our messages online when you go to Discovering the Jewish Jesus 
www.jesusloveus.com. And you know, Jesus loved us so much that he laid down his life for us. And because he paid the price for our sins and transgressions, we can experience true peace because of what he's done. And if you don't know who Jesus is yet, or you've not accepted his free gift of salvation, I'd like to invite you to do that right now. Just go online to our website and click the little white heart on our homepage that says, find Jesus. Your decision to follow the Messiah is your first step in a wonderful journey that will ultimately lead you to eternal life with the Father. Romans chapter 10 and verse 9 tells us, if you confess with your mouth Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. And that is God's desire for each and every one of you. And if you make that commitment today, make sure to let us know. We have two free books that we want to send you as our way of saying welcome to the family. And once again, you can find us online at discoveringthejewishjesus.com. And these resources to bring other people into the family of God are made possible in part because of friends like you who support our mission to help the world in discovering the Jewish Jesus. And to share a little bit more about why your gift of financial support is so important, here is Rabbi once again. In 1978, when the Lord supernaturally revealed himself to me as Jesus, I was instantly so excited. I started telling everybody about Jesus. I went out and bought a New Testament, started devouring the Word of God. I was going to churches all over the city. And you know what? The only thing that cost me was gas money and the price of buying a Bible. But now that the Lord has raised me up to preach the gospel all over the world through television and on the ground crusades, this costs money. And beloved, I can't do it without you. The Lord has ordained that the gospel is financed through the finances of his people. I wanna ask you today, if you believe in me, if you believe in this ministry, if you believe the kingdom is being built through this ministry, just sow a financial seed immediately and become a partner with us and you'll be blessed, beloved, because you're gonna have a reward for the souls that are being changed in this ministry. Thank you and shalom. We've made it easy to give a gift of any amount by calling 800-777-7835. And if God is calling you to partner with us this year, then please sign up to do that right now. You'll find us online at discoveringthejewishjesus.com. And as a token of our appreciation for your gifts and offerings, we'll send you a copy of our most recent newsletter that's filled with tons of special insight and exclusive teaching from Rabbi and his wife, Cynthia, along with Rabbi's message of the month. And now to wrap up today's message on biblical benedictions titled The Peace of Christ, here is Rabbi to send us off with a special blessing. Blessings trump curses. And in the book of Numbers chapter 6, we find the ironic blessing that God commanded Moses' brother Aaron, the high priest, to speak over the children of Israel. There's power in blessing, beloved ones. So take part in receiving Father's blessing upon your life today. Yavah Vaishmarecha Yair Yahweh Panavelecha Vihune. 
哈，以撒亚威，本阿贝勒哈，威阿森勒哈，夏隆。The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make His face shine on you and be gracious to you. The Lord lift you up with His countenance, and the Lord give you, beloved one, His peace. God bless you, and shalom. I'm your host Dustin Roberts, and Discovering the Jewish Jesus is a production of Shalom Ministries. Join us next time when Rabbi Schneider helps us understand what it means to increase in God's love. That's Thursday on Discovering the Jewish Jesus.